This is Andy Purawa for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be joined by Adam Smith of a second down the balance. Adam, first and foremost, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. I'm actually really good. I'll tell you why, Andy, because my scholar from Sky on this great Sky scholarship scheme we have, who's a tennis player, he's called Daniel Altmaier, he's just made it through to the fourth round of the French Open. This is his debut Grand Slam. He won through qualifiers and he's just knocked out the number seven seed, Berrettini, in straight sets. So uh, I'm very, very happy, very proud of him. So that's, that's my other hat. Obviously, we've got the boxing one on. We'll talk about that. But yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a good place. I'm so proud of him. He's 22 and he's having the time of his life out in Paris. I wish I could be there. <laughs> Well, good luck to him for obviously the rest of his tournament. As you mentioned, we're here for the boxing. Um, let's start off with, we're here for the weighing today. Arujo missing weight by quite some distance. Just what do you make of that? Yeah, well, we knew that she was heavy. She had a, a check weight and the board decided earlier in the week, I think, that she wasn't going to comfortably make the, uh, the super lightweight limits. So they made a decision that obviously she wouldn't be able to fight for the world title. So it's disappointing, obviously. And as Chantel said, it's not very professional, but... You know, it is what it is. She's coming very heavy at 10.5, over 10.5, and Chantel's light at 9.11, so there's a big difference there. Chantel Cameron, of course, will win the world title if she, uh, if she uh, ends with victory tomorrow, um, but um, Araujo won't. She'll just get the victory. Now, you know, there's a lot of ways of looking at it. I just spoke to Chantel. I said, do you worry about the weight difference? And she said, look, I've been sparring with, um, you know, a lot heavier uh, opponents, so I'm not worried about that. But it is, a, it is an issue because, you know, she's the pit bull from Brazil. We, we know her style. She's very aggressive. Um, so she carry a lot of physical advantages, but she probably will be a lot slower as well. So I think Chantel's got to be um, just tactically astute on the night. Um, it's a shame that, that both women can't win the world title, but that's the way... That's the way it goes, you know. We uh, we don't know where, you know, how the training's gone. We don't know what the reasons are. Maybe the, the travel over might have been all of that. But um, what we do know is that there is a, a world championship fight, but only Chantel Cameron uh, can can win that. So it's still the same for her. Uh, for Araujo, it's uh, it's up to her to get the victory and try and get her own career back on track. Nobody will know what's going through Chantel's mind except for herself, but will that be something that she will be considering when she's in the ring with the weight difference? You know, I didn't know Chantel Cameron much before this week, but obviously we spent a lot of time together in the bubble and, you know, Jamie Moore's with her and, you know, she's a, she's a pretty resilient character. You know, she's, uh, she's gone through her ups and downs uh, in, in life, in boxing, and I think that, I don't think this will worry her one little bit. I think that what Jamie has got to make sure he tells her is not to get involved and because I think I've seen Chantel, you know, she's very talented, but she loves a fight too and you know that's what that's what you know every, all the fans want to see the excitement but I think on this occasion she's got to really use her boxing brain um, but I'm sure listen she's with an excellent uh, trainer in Jamie with uh, alongside Nigel Travis and you know she's with Shane McGuigan who's another brilliant trainer beforehand so she's had the best and uh, I expect her to, um, to to get through tomorrow night if she can box her way but it will be it will be tough it will be really hard against Araujo especially at this weight. Away from Chantal, there will be a lot of eyes on Joshua Boatzi, especially amongst the domestic light heavyweights that we have over in the UK. Is there a pressure on Josh to return in kind of a fashion which will make a statement because of his likes of Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur, amongst others? They've all been successful since they've returned to the ring after the, not after the pandemic, but since boxing's returned. 
Is there a pressure on Joshua to perform and to kind of make his own statement? I think there is a pressure on him and I think he, he laps that up. He's got those big broad shoulders and he's pretty cool and calm, isn't he? Uh, Joshua Boazzi. You mentioned a lot of eyes on him. We're hoping many eyeballs because we're going to come off the Liverpool Aston Villa game on, uh, on Sunday night, which is obviously a, a big game and hopefully all the, the football fans will stay on and watch both Chantal and Joshua because you know that's what we need. We need, um, we need boxing really to to have that sort of audience and um, you know we all love it as, uh, we all love every trade fight don't we you know whether it's uh, Akib Fiaz and Kane Baker or it's the English middleweight title on the bill it's some great stuff but but really for the, for the big names and for the casual fans you know we, we need them to see you know fighters like Boazzi and you know Boazzi I think is a special fighter I've been extremely impressed with his attitude from the word go we all know his talent um, the big question is that you know he's been out a, a long time he needs to get momentum he needs to get performance is back in a ring now um, so we'll have to wait and see but yeah I do think he needs to you know show the world what he's all about remind us what he's all about and uh, you don't want to be forgotten you know boxing moves very quickly doesn't it but Marco Chalic is a you know good opponent um, you know Boazzi will be expected to come through him but Chalic is unbeaten um, not fought at the level of Boazzi but he was a good amateur he's tall he's got a, a real opportunity a golden opportunity for his own career so um, yeah Boazzi needs to be be careful and um, you know, he, he says there won't be any ring rust at all. He says if we raise your sharp, we, we'll see Sunday. There's a lot of talk, obviously, about the potential Anthony Yard fight. Callum Johnson's name's been thrown out there as well. Um, Anthony Yard fight seems to be a bit, a bit more difficult because of the cross-promotional stance. But Callum Johnson, is that a name which certainly we could see him with Joshua, if not maybe at the end of this year, certainly early next year? Or? I really like Callum Johnson. You know, I was out when he uh, floored Batobiev and, and uh, in America, and you know, I've watched his career with interest. We've had a lot of his fights on uh, on Sky, and he's a bit of the forgotten one, isn't he? Because of the big domestic rivalry down here in London with with or down south with Yard and with um, Boazzi but you know you can't forget Callum Johnson he's quality you know there's a bit of a triumvirate there you'd love to see them all fight each other and I think that will happen I think when crowds come back and you know into next year into 2021 and as Frank Smith told me the, the Frank Warren Eddie Hearn meeting has had to be delayed because of course Eddie is you know isolating at home so um, you know when that finally happens I'm sure that'll be top of the agenda because um, I for one would absolutely love to see Boazzi and Yard and uh, I know I'm not alone there <laughs> Uh, moving on to the rest of his card, obviously, Baker Fiaz. Given what happened previously with Akib having to pull out through um, illness, do you feel like there's that going to be that extra needle in there between the pair of them tomorrow? Beforehand, you might have expected to see a bit more of like a boxing performance from Akib, but because of what has been said between the pair of them in the build-up, there might be a bit more needle, there might be more times where they do stand and trade a little bit more. Andy, we did a, a small head-to-head -head, uh, feature with the two of them yesterday, and it was all very nice at the beginning and uh, you know Akib was, was sitting there with his Formula One sponsors on the matchroom promoted and there was, there was Kane with his just a matchroom t-shirt on and you know you can see the difference of, of sort of how they've got to where they've got to um, and it was all very pleasant until Kane started to um, sort of wind him up about the weight and about you know whether he'd make it and, and then there um, you saw, saw a reaction from Akib I think look you know Akib should come through this on his talent and uh, the, the big question mark is over eight rounds or whether you know Kane Baker's you know sort of intensity and and his willpower will just sort of get him through that and make things uncomfortable I think uh, you know I expect this to go long I expect you know if he has to win rounds because he's got the the talent but I, I think it could get tough down the stretch and uh, I'm really looking forward to it I think it's going to be a really good fight and I think both of them will come out of it and have a huge amount of respect for each other which maybe they don't have at the moment quite so much. 
A return of a savage as well. We saw at the end of their weigh-in, um, Noel Kennedy went to give him a little <laughs> fist bump, and there right. was none of that from Alan Savage. No, Alan the Savage, Bobby Trava, there was none of that. Um, going into that fight, what do you expect to see from Alan? Is it just simply more of the same? He walked over to our interview position afterwards and said, "The Savage, it's now the Savage." Okay, no more Mr. Nice Guy because he, you know he really got on with Niall. Actually, they were having a good chat. We were talking about sort of Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank and some of the some of the heroes really yesterday, and everyone was being very friendly and. Alan was like, oh, it's going to be hard to hurt this guy, you know. But I think um, the alter ego has taken over and Alan Babich is now uh, the savage. So I expect the savage in the ring tomorrow night and uh, we all know what he's going to try and do. He's going to try and take the fight straight to Kennedy. He's going to try and get rid of him in the first round, second round. Kennedy's got to try and weather the storm. He's, um, you know, he's decent. This is a, a good chance for him. He's had a bit of experience over, obviously, on the other side of the pond in Boston. He's got a couple of minor titles to his name. He's got a good trainer in Pascal Collins. And he's got a good attitude. You know, he knows what he's got in front of him and he knows what an opportunity this is. And a bit like Chalich, I think, with Kennedy, you know, neither of them might win, but I think they'll give it everything. And I think that's what will pr produce some really exciting action tomorrow night. And Linus Sudofia versus John Harding Jr. Again, another tasty matchup there. We've seen them throughout the week kind of have little nibbles at each other, certainly from John Harding's point of view with a press conference yesterday. In John's case, is this kind of last chance saloon for him? Obviously, coming, has had a fight since the defeat to Jack Cullen, but is this very much... It's difficult to say last chance saloon for a guy who's been through what John Harding's been through. I mean, first of all, and you know, they have been getting at each other a little bit, but you know, Linus was full of respect for where John's come in his life. You know, let's not forget that this is a guy that's been in prison for many years. This is a guy that has, has changed his whole life around through boxing. And it's a, it's a real success story for our sport. You know, he, he bumped into Dillian White. He's got the determination, the dedication. He's got eight victories, I think, in 10. It's a great story. Whatever happens, this is all a bonus for him. So I think, um, you know, is this a, a last chance at a title? I don't know. You know, he's, he's, he's older, obviously, and he looks in terrific shape still. And he's got a, a spring to his step because of, uh, you know, being around Team White in Portugal. But, you know, it is, it is tough. And will it be about levels? Will it just be a little bit too, too good for him? I don't know. You know, Linus has got ambitions beyond this level. And I think this is probably John would just like to win an English title, maybe even fight for a British title. That's probably what, you know, I mean, it's, that's, that's amazing from where he's come from. So uh, I just think it's, look, it's a really interesting match. There's a bit of needle there, both in great condition. And, uh, you know, it's, you'd probably expect the champion to come through it, but uh, I think it's going to be a very good fight. It could be one of the best of the night. So yeah, looking forward to that one. There's a, there's a lot of pride at stake there. They're two very proud men. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to get a good battle. Just away from this card, uh, Adam, there's just a few things I just want to get your thoughts on. Obviously, we've seen Lomachenko Lopez announced. As of yet, we haven't seen kind of a UK broadcaster pick it up. Why have you, know, you guys at Sky decided against like, Because certainly over social media, a lot of people questioning why we haven't seen anybody pick it up yet. I totally understand that. And look, we're not against anything, Andy, as you and I know. You know we've got a, a business to run at Sky, and the important thing is that we've got sport back on our screens. You know, we didn't have sport for many months. You know, we're all waiting for the Premier League to come back. We talked about boxing being difficult to come back because of the, uh, the medical support you need at ringside. So, you know, the most important thing is that we've, you know, we've, we're getting things back to some sort of normality on, on our TV schedules, you know, where it hasn't been for so long. And we don't know what's going to lie ahead as well. We know there's no crowds for a long time. So, you know, we, we made a decision to sort of concentrate on what we've got. We've got a big contract with Matchroom. Um, that's what's, you know, the, the most important thing. We've got, you know, Sky Sports box office events coming. We've got a great calendar to the end of the year. Of course, we're going to look at other things. You know, we managed to get the World Boxing Super Series in. 
Um, we've got the golden contract the other night. And we've got the other final to come as well. So there are things, you know, other than just what, what Matchroom provide, but it really is, a, uh, there are partners and it's a relationship that we talk about the whole schedule with them and work out what we think is best. Now, would I like to get my hands on um, Javonte Davis against Leo Santa Cruz? Would I have liked to have done the Charlo brothers the other night? Would I like... Loma and Lopez, it's a silly question, of course I would. You know, as a fight fan and as part of the boxing team, we all want these fights. But I always say this, we can't have every sweet in the jar. And, and, and ultimately, you know, it is a business and we're not in a position at the moment to just go and, and get everything because, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've got a packed schedule with back, backlog sports. And obviously, there's huge financial uh, implications about what's happened this year. So, um, you know, it would be it would be great if they if they threw all the fights our way and we we didn't. But they've got a business as well, whether it's top rank PBC, whoever out there, they've got a business to to get the most money they can in international rights. And uh, you know, we we wish them well. We look at everything, and uh, I'd love to do these fights. But at the moment, we're concentrating on what's happening on UK soil. Uh, it's great that we've got boxing back. You know, even we saw Eddie testing positive this week. We don't know. How uh, Jazza Dickens the other day. There's lots of things that are being thrown at us at the moment. We've just got to concentrate on what we have, which is our contract with Matchroom. That's important. And of course, we're going to get back and bring international fights when we can, when the time's right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, there's no closed door here. I mean, I spoke to Todd DeBerf the other day. I spoke to Araceli Villas of PBC. I'm saying to them, you know, let's keep the door open. Let's keep talking. You know, we want those fights. We've shown on Sky over the years how much we love international boxing. You know, last year doing Errol Spence and Sean Paul to Deontay Wilder, of course. You know, we do. We do We do what we can, and we'd love to give the fans absolutely everything on Sky. Um, but sometimes you've got to make decisions. At the moment, the, uh, the priority is, uh, is getting these matchroom shows done and getting them safely, get everything safely you know, across the line. It's, uh, it's a difficult period that the world's going through at the moment. We also can't get to America. You know, we can't get to, to do Loma and Lopez at ringside, and, you know, that's part of our production as well. So for a number of reasons, you know, there's a heavy schedule of other sports. There's so much going on with Matchroom and us anyway with the boxing that we've, um, you know, we've just got to look at each individual case and, and see what we can do with it. So I never say never, but um, I, and I want to deliver as much as we can for, for Sky, for the boxing fans. But um, at the same time, I think we've got a terrific schedule coming up with Boazzi, then with Ritson, then with Usyk Chisora, then looking at, you know, big fights in November. Uh, we know that Povetkin White rematch is happening. Anthony Joshua, we, I spoke to him, him and in the camp yesterday. They're so excited about coming back in December. There's a lot to look forward to, Andy. Um, and of course, I, I will be watching all these fights like you will. And I'm hoping that I can watch it somewhere. Just to touch on the kind of blend it in with all of uh, that then. No match, sorry, the Matchroom USA shows which have been announced, no UK television once again. Any reason in particular about those or is it just simply what you've just told me there? Yeah, again, what we've just said and also you've got to think that these shows are happening at sort of three, four in the morning and um, you know, we've got to look at whether, whether we think that's right because if it's, a, if it's a massive night, you know, we all know the big fights at that sort of time really generate uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs, everyone wants to stay up through the night. But, you know, it's, we want to deliver these, these fights. Um, as I said, we, we, we would do everything if we could. Um, but we've got to, you know, we've, we've got to 
make sure that we're doing the right things as well. And you know, we work alongside the the football, the cricket, the golf, the Formula One, the, you know, all the other sports. You know, huge amounts of uh, sport happening on uh, on on Sky at the minute, and a lot of it, as I said, backlogged from. You know, it's a jam, isn't there? We we started this interview talking about the French Open, and you know that was put back from you know, June to September. Everything's sort of you know being shoehorned in to the end of 2020. So there's not a lot of room uh, scheduling-wise as well. So we, th we look at that too, and um, you know, look, I think if there's you know, a, a British fighter involved in you know overseas, then we're, we're obviously going to look at that. You know more than more than maybe any of the others but yeah of course we'd love to do you know more Devin Haney and Danny Jacobs but you know, there is finances involved and uh, you know there's a big there's a big um, backlog of scheduling that we need to get before Christmas so at the moment we're just concentrating on what we've got here and uh, we've got to do those the best we can and I think there's some quality fights happening fight camp was a, a huge success and uh, we need to build in the UK from there. What do you make of like, the online streaming services such as Fight TV, which pick up certain fights and obviously charge with UK fans to be able to watch them? What do you make of them? Do you see them as competitors in the market now? Well, listen, we embrace every com competition in the market. You know, we've we've done that for years at Sky. You know, let's not forget Andy. You know, I've been I've been here a long time. You know, 26 years at Sky, and we've been in boxing every single year of those 26 years. You know, we haven't sort of come in and out. We we and we've you know, shown a lot of UK boxing, a lot of international boxing, and worked with a lot of different people, virtually every promoter in the world. Um, you know, now we've got to deal with, with Eddie Herb, with Matchroom. We've had a, a wonderful relationship and partnership for, for many years. It's not just the boxing, it goes into the darts and into all the other sports that Matchroom deliver to. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we've seen that. We've seen Satanta, we've seen ITV Digital, we've seen obviously BT are doing fantastically well with the boxing and Frank over there. And, uh, you know, I watch them all the time. And, you know, I can't wait for Dubois and Joyce. And I can't wait to watch Yard and, and I watch Frampton and Josh Taylor. And it's, it's terrific that we've got that competition. So, yeah, look, I don't know much about them. Um, they're obviously, they, I think they did the world uh, feed for the KSI Logan Paul fight, and, and they brought a, a, a few other things to, to UK viewers. So, look, if they're giving options, they're giving uh, possibilities for fans to watch fights, then that's great. You know, those, uh, if uh, you know, the main networks can't pick them up for whatever reason, then it's, uh, it's good that there are others that are. And, you know, if they, if they charge, that's, that's their decision, that's their business model. But um, it's... Uh, a, you know, it's good that there is that availability. You know, we want that availability when you can't get hold of a fight. It's so it's so difficult. I mean, the other the other night when we had the World Boxing Super Series, I think I had three devices on. I was trying to keep up with Jose Burton out in in Riga, and then there was Josh Taylor, little Charlie Edwards was up at Bantamweight. You want to see everything, you know, and and that's not just with my business hat on. That's as a fight fan, you just want to watch it, don't you? So uh, the fact that you can watch it, I think, is a good thing. Um, I just wish they were on Sky, obviously. Final question, Adam. I remember kind of towards the beginning of lockdown when we did an interview over Zoom, I asked you where kind of things stood with Sky's deal, with Matchroom, because I knew, knew it was coming towards you know, the, the final stages of that. Now that boxing's returned, when can you expect to kind of begin to negotiate new terms or is it still very much up in the air? Oh, Eddie and I talk every day, as you know. We, uh, we swap messages every morning and I'm delighted to say that he's not feeling as bad as he did yesterday today. Um, but he is you know, living in a room... Uh, in his house and he'll probably be going up the walls I, I should think by Sunday night but we'll see he's got to isolate he's got to do what's right and uh, 
look, I would love to carry on working with Eddie, and you know, we it's great what Matram have delivered for for many years. You know, I believe that with Barney Francis as, as the uh, former MD of Sky Sports, and Eddie, and and now Jonathan Licht and Rob Webster, and they've made some fantastic, you know, decisions. And boxing is a huge part of uh, of Sky Sports life, and uh, it's fantastic. And I think boxing has benefited from uh, what Matram and Eddie have, have brought, uh, alongside other promoters, of course. We're very very happy with uh, with our relationship. Um, we will look to renew it. We will look to um, to probably sit down for, for proper negotiations uh, very soon. But we, we talk about it all the time. You know, this isn't something that's sort of, you know, just going to suddenly spring up on us. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. And I'm very confident that we'll continue working with Matram um, because I think we're a fantastic partnership. We've got a, a terrific platform. Um, you know, on, obviously on Sky, we have all the different, you know, areas that we can dip into from digital social to sky sports news to to sky news to sky one you know i think i saw you know eddie on uh, on on, on league of his own league of their own a lot of number of shows you know he, he's getting uh, he's, he's he's becoming more famous than anybody isn't he eddie but you know it's um i i, I don't think he'll he'll want to be leaving sky or moving away from sky so we've got to make sure that the deal's right and uh, and we will, and same with Anthony Joshua. You know, I think it's been a, a story where the three parties, you know, Team Joshua, you know, Team Matram and Team Sky have worked so well together for so many years. Why would we want to change that? I'm loving it, and I think they are too. Adam, we'll leave it there, and we'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate you giving up some time again, and I'll see you tomorrow night at the fight. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Cheers, Andy.